0: Hurt to be me to your. And welcome to the Bed Post Podcast. I, of course, am your host, Erin Pym. And what I like to do here on the pod is bring fun and sexy guests into the studio to talk about sex and sexuality. Today, I'm very excited. Okay, listen to this. We have artist and craftsperson co-owner of Peace Lily Toys please welcome to the mic everybody
1: Grace Wardlaw
0: hi grace
1: hi Erin <laughs> i feel like that was like i don't know if i've ever been introduced like that thank you
0: <laughs> <laughs> i'm real. i don't mean to brag but i'm really going to introduce
1: people <laughs> I I've been listening
0: to your podcast. Aw, thanks. <laughs> I've been using your toys. Uh, so <laughs> mutual, mutual. <laughs> the compliment is mutual. <laughs> Wonderful. Why don't we start since we was since we had it right in your um in your flawless, perfect introduction that I gave you. Um, what is Peace Lily Toys?
1: Peace Lily Toys. We are a uh... Sex toy company. We make handmade glass sex toys. Yeah. Um, butt plugs, dildos, and some massagers. And it's with my my buddy, bestie wife, Claire Anderson. <laughs> yes, um, love Claire. Yeah. Everybody loves Claire. Right, yeah, yeah. And it's sort of like a light, slightly femme brand branding like mm-hmm. one of our toys is a mushroom one is a flower they're all named after plants and they are mostly clear and just beautiful honestly I, thank you am i like did i do okay like i, I feel like I. you're, flop, do- you're doing a great grace <laughs> 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 like, yeah <laughs> Um, no, that was
0: fabulous. You make glass sex toys, you make gorgeous, beautifully femmy, slightly femmy sex toys. Um, like I have, uh, I have a lovely butt plug from you and it is that clear glass that you're talking about. And, um, it is a beautiful flower and it's one of these cool things that like, you know, if you, if you kind of look through the flower, it creates this like gorgeous kind of optical illusion, this mirrored effect of like, you know, creating like a lot of different images in each of the petals. It's just like the coolest piece of art. Um, Like, you know, I, it's one of those sex toys you could just kind of keep out because it's that pretty.
1: (laughs) Thank you. We kind of get that a lot. People are like, I just leave it out. Yeah. Which is like, the biggest compliment you could pay really how did you get
0: started um in glass like how did you end up making glass sex toys
1: well both claire and i we studied glass at sheridan college together i went to Sheridan. you did i didn't know (laughs) that
0: for glass, i went i went for the completely um useless music theater degree
1: yeah but anyway theater people no wonder you're a freak (laughs) i know seriously right no wonder you're an unhinged uh yeah um (laughs) yeah so we studied glass together 10 years ago and then we kind of like lived like a whole decade of our lives and then like came back together i know claire had like been making sex toys previously but i had not and we sort of both were coming out of like kind of rough relationships And both of us were like, we're thinking about making sex toys and like starting a sex toy company. And then like, I was just like, well, we should do it together. And that's how it started. And that was sort of like, nearing like just before the pandemic. So it was like a really nice, you know, developing the brand and designing the products. And like, you know, it was really nice. To do it with claire and yeah. like do it under those circumstances of like healing and yeah
0: i mean peace peace, peace. lily toys <laughs> peace finding yeah peace. is that corny That's... as hell
1: like but no that is the that truth,
0: informs so. yeah that like I inf- informed your i i I'm... don't let me put words in your mouth but like feels like that informed kind of your aesthetic with this with your business
1: yeah a little bit
0: and that's so awesome. And that's such a lovely story of like two friends coming together to heal and create art. Um art that people can fuck themselves with. I mean, what's more beautiful than that?
1: Yeah. And I kind of I have like a <laughs> I'm a, I was a florist, like a working <laughs> florist throughout my 20s. So, oh really? I feel like I brought a lot of that flower influence and the peace lily itself is like in my mind like both a penis and a vagina if you've ever seen the flower
0: um <laughs> I think I'm picturing it I think just, I'm picturing the picture
1: that, yeah
0: yeah because it kind of has a phallic moment in the middle and then it has like this vulvular moment around it yeah
1: <laughs> so it's like very representative of like all gender to me oh yeah um and yeah
0: Yeah, are you a fan of like sex toys that like, you know, safety, you know, I always always use with safety, obviously. Like with always use a flared base if you're putting something in your ass and stuff like that. But like besides that, like not telling people who should use what toys and how they should use them, it's kind of like a little more open ended of like, yeah, lots of people with different genitals can use all these toys and use kind of like it's for all bodies is that kind of that's kind of where we're going with this
1: non-gendered sex toys i mean i i I, yeah like it's really hard to gender a sex toy to me i don't fully i just don't even get it maybe i'm like damn crazy here i guess yeah with these i'm like i don't see gender i can see it in other some other sex toys but yeah
0: yeah, as somebody who used to work in a sex shop, it was like so funny that you had to direct people to these kind of binary sections of the store. Um, it was like men, you know, women's toys, men's toys. Like, why not just put butt toys? I don't know. Um, that's just me. Um, and then like couples' toys. I'm like, well, uh, you know to have to work with that and then also when somebody was like where's the couple's toys and then you'd have to like have that little preamble of like well any toy is a couple toy because you can always bring a toy into any uh you oh know this sexual situation regardless <laughs> exactly. of who's in the room you know uh whether it's just yourself or another person or more sums you know it's that's, like trying
1: that's to... stressful that stresses me out that conversation <laughs> stresses me out
0: I know, and then have to point them towards the couple's toys section that only is, like, the wee vibe one that you can, um, the C-shaped wee vibe and, like, a couple other things. But, like, um, it was the same with, like, the, the gendered sex toys as well, right? It's, like, anytime anyone asked, it's, like, well, actually, you know, this uh, men's section where there are a bunch of prostate anal toys, it's, like, well... No one's saying you can't use these toys on your G-Spot as well because it's basically the same curve, um, you know. And a lot of companies kind of create the same toy with two different boxes, (laughs) like a
1: black box and like a pink box. And then, like, I'm a girl and I have a prostate, like. There you go. So, like, fuck it all. Yes.
0: Yeah. Because how would that make you feel?
1: It's just, yeah, that's why it's just, like, a stressful-ass conversation. <laughs> but yep. mm-hmm. it is something people do.
0: Did that inform you of, like, how you wanted to do, like, you know, doing this your way? Was that, like, part of it? Did you have experiences where you're like, um, I hate these conversations about sex, uh, gendered sex toys, so, like, no, thank you. Let's fucking throw it in the trash for for my business, you know?
1: I mean, definitely, I guess, like, I feel like the toys we make are like, yeah, I, there is like this gender thing that people assume that I don't concern myself with so much. Maybe I should think about it more in terms of like the outward, like marketing of my company, but it's not really a conversation I have with myself all that often. I'm, like, this goes in a butt and like this goes in another hole like do what What you want like do what you want with the (laughs) toy like
0: (laughs) yeah to think it's very silly to think that sex toy companies are telling you what to do in the privacy of your own bedroom with you know most most times it's one person by themselves in the privacy of their own bedroom it's like it just sucks that you know, all of this, um, kind of cloudy, toxic information is even in our private bedrooms when no one else is there seeing what the hell we're doing. It's like, it just sucks that that informs the way people like masturbate. Um, and like, just obviously do sex in general. Um, just these ideas of like what we should be doing with our toys and Yeah. All of that, all of it Definitely sucks. that. And it's like, then it
1: kind of, I feel like it reflects and like, we only sell in like these small boutique stores, like, come mm-hmm. as you are. I know they're like a sponsor of your Yay! podcast. Hi, they certainly you, are. You. And like, you know, of course you go there and like, they're going to, they're not going to give you that experience, you know? No. Yes. So.
0: Was that a conscious decision on, on your behalf? To make sure that those, that didn't happen? You
1: know what I mean? I mean, I think we're happy, we're happiest in that type of store. Um, But, you know, when we started, we tried, we tried to do everything. Like, we had a, we like put a few orders out to like urban outfitters, you know?
0: Cool. Which was like,
1: oh, this is so cool. But also, like, dealing with you was torture. Um, Uh, Yeah. So, And we don't really do that anymore so you know it's been a learning experience in that way
0: I was going to shift to talk about like the inspirations behind your toys I know you you just mentioned you have a florist background and obviously um the two of you are glass artists what like informs like the shapes of the toys and like that kind of stuff
1: well there's sort of like different shapes of flowers or like some of them are like the bulb of a flower there's a lot of like round sort of marbly shapes at the end of some of our toys that were inspired by like the bulb of like a tulip or like I think I don't want to misuse the word like pistol of a flower piston I don't know
0: i I wouldn't know to crack I, I you, should so know, go for but it you okay. would know um <laughs> more than I at least.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then like the mushroom itself is like I love anything that is like looks like something but is something else, right yeah, yeah, like it is the shape of an entire mushroom that if you were to like pluck out of the ground, but it's also a butt plug so like always looking for that type of thing in nature that's like already written for you
0: yeah that's the shape of the thing yeah Um, it it also happens to be the perfect shape for a butt plug so like why not both
1: (laughs) yeah which i feel like i see and like (laughs) and i'm inspired by in like old architecture if you are like out Mm. in the world looking at like what like a door handle used like what they used to like like it's a snake that just happens to be like curled up, and it's a door handle, you know. Ooh, okay, like, I that's see where what I'm it's saying. like coming yeah. from. that inspiration, just for design. Yeah, in cause I'm, sh- I'm, sh-
0: yeah, I'm sure you've got like, uh, like you know, there's glass, but I'm sure you've got like a
1: design background as well that is informing you, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm like, I feel like I, I cross a lot of boundaries, like. Artist, designer, craftsperson. Um, yeah. And I used to get like real hung up on wanting to be one. And now I just don't care. Um, <laughs> be them all. Be them all. Be that flawless
0: like, intro that I wrote for you. That's when
1: like <laughs> things like started going well for me. I feel like is the I don't care moment.
0: I feel like that kind of happened to me too, as like I got like further and further into my 30s, it was like, um, just letting all of my past things like I've, d- I've done, I've worked in a lot of fields. And um, I've got a lot of different types of training. And um, I think the most successful I am in like, business type projects and whatnot is like, when I let all of that inform me. And um, yeah, it, it's just kind of like it all it's all coming together that that's, when projects seem to really do really well I use all my stuff all my skills good
1: I feel like that's like the thing you don't know when you're young
0: yeah you You, want to choose right you You think you really have to choose one path and stick with it until you die yeah (laughs) it's like yeah I would never I could never (laughs) I could (laughs) never be happy like that you know oh I got to do everything constantly and just burn myself out all the time. <laughs> that's that's how I need to function, apparently.
1: Um, what do you? What are the things that you do?
0: Oh my goodness! I mean, to think of all the things I did po- uh, pre-pandemic is wild. Like, I I have calmed down a bit, <laughs> but like, oh my god! Like, yeah, I had a YouTube series all at the same time. I had a YouTube series that I was producing, filming. Um, I had uh, the podcast, obviously, that I host, produce, edit, um, book myself as well. I produced two stage shows a month, um, which I completely produced and curated and and hosted and performed in, like I always did a number myself as well. Um, And I I did paintings uh, consistently at that time. I was sewing consistently at that time all professionally like selling shit. Um, and also I had a full-time job <laughs> in the restaurant industry.
1: It's wow. Like, whoa. You're an inspiration yeah, like I, basically. I think I
0: own, I owned a restaurant while trying to do all that. Like what?
1: Mom, wow. <laughs> Who am I? <laughs> congratulations.
0: <laughs> well, you know, congratulations to me in my twenties trying to do all that, but not, no longer grace, no longer. Um, I want to look at this uh, this Insta DM we have, because you put out a low
1: call for questions, which I love. I love I, this enthusiasm. I did that. Yeah. I love it. Some of them were useful. Some of them were offensive. Some of them were stupid. Oh, but what I picked up, <laughs> yeah, I curated them for you. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely, yeah. I was going to say, I'm like, wow,
0: these are all good. But you and I both know <laughs> when you do that, they're all never good. Yeah. And so this is a thing um, that let's talk about for a second first, because a lot of these questions are about polyamory. So tell me like where you are at with your polyamory. Um, and before we get into these questions.
1: Yeah, I found it funny. I was saying to you before that I put out like all the things you could ask me questions about. And like I got a lot <laughs> of questions about polyamory and I was like. I'm like the least qualified to answer questions about polyamory. Um, However, however, it is a perspective to be a baby poly girl, you know? So it matters. Um, and that is where I'm at. I'm sort of very new to it. I guess it's been like a year that I've been like at first, like in my head, like maybe non monogamous, like I had a partner that was, like, a dom character in my life. Mm -hmm. But, like, we weren't exclusive. And then I started moving. That was, like, still in the pandemic. So it felt less okay to just, like, be dating a lot of people and going out all the time, you know what I mean? Right. Even though we're still in the pandemic. But, Yeah. yeah, I feel like now I'm sort of, more feeling like i want to live this like polyamory life and like develop a sort of family for myself in that way and i think it's like the intention of doing that that makes me feel like i am poly even though i'm single and <laughs> I don't, like not actually happening yet um
0: yeah well- it's not about, I, I feel like, um, not that, you know, some people for, for polyamory, some people it's like, it's something you do. For other people, it's like something you are, you know, um, like identity wise. So I feel like this is a similar thing with like, anybody that's, um, you know, um, I trying to pinpoint like their sexuality. It's about attraction, not action, right? Yeah. So it's like, it doesn't matter like, whether you... You know, what you're practicing currently, like who you're dating currently, like the fact that, you know, a bisexual person or a pansexual person for for um, an example, like if you're um, dating a uh, cis man, then um, it doesn't mean you're not it doesn't you don't have to hand in your bisexual card, you know, <laughs> exactly. it's like it's about attraction. It's not about um yeah who what's happening right now physically
1: in the moment with with whom so i think that might be similar yeah like you can be like celibate and like not dating and still be poly Mm
0: -hmm. Um, yeah exactly and there's this and i mean solo poly is a thing also you know if you're single right it's like lots of people do solo poly they don't have like they don't want to have a nesting partner or they just don't have one at the moment. They don't have like a primary or nesting or whatever they want to call it. It's like, they just like to date lots of people at once.
1: Yeah. I guess that is like what I would call myself right now is like solo poly. and just trying to like find my people kind of, and I've been like on a dating rampage. Like I need to calm down. Um, (laughs) Do you? Do you need to amp it up <laughs> oh my god um yeah
0: what does your dating rampage look like can you tell me more a little more about that what that looks like
1: i mean i went on like four dates last week
0: yes you did
1: which is get like it crazy they were actually all good
0: oh my god amazing <laughs>
1: When does that happen? I don't know. I think the stars are the stars are aligning for me in some way. Um, <laughs> Is it a full moon? Because that's wild. <laughs> you know, and that was like exhausting. eh? sure, um, but it was a very like diverse group. I went on, you know, like pansexual. I just like trying to date everybody if any anybody um right now
0: (laughs) yeah they do say pansexual is the greediest of all the sexuals (laughs) (laughs) love
1: that and i'm like i'm meeting a new like potential new dom this weekend
0: oh my gosh amazing
1: which is like exciting for me and something i like i feel like i've been trying to like date like Find someone who, like, is the right fit for me and, like, I don't know. And, like, hope that they're, like, into, like, the things I'm into.
0: Yeah. Yeah, That's all you got to do. That's what you have to do, right? What else can you do other than that?
1: I feel like with this Dom, though, I'm just, like, I was just, like, fuck that. I'm, like, just getting my needs met. There it is. And, like, it's less of a romantic like date
0: yeah but that's valid that's valid too right that's a valid way to date for sure yeah yeah
1: and i'm kind of doing it i feel like i kind of had this like it wasn't a great experience with this like person i mentioned before Mm -hmm. um and i was sort of new to the idea of like stepping into like being a sub and like really gave myself over to them um, not a lot of negotiation and like communication that like I've now like read about or like heard about and you know there was like a lot of things that I'm like looking back I was like this like wasn't that cool yeah so I feel a lot better now and a lot more aware and that I'm like quote like doing it right this time maybe
0: yeah yeah or doing it better like we learn right you make mistakes and you learn that's how we learn so just trying trying our best always you know to navigate all of this stuff because it's not fucking easy
1: yeah i kind of was like thinking about it i'm like i wish i was that person who like read a bunch of books like before instead yeah. of just like doing it Yeah, but you know it's just not been me
0: I feel like that's common, right? You get excited. you want to do, do a thing? Right. It's like, and sometimes that is, that is the best way to do it. Just jump in, you know, (laughs) just do it. Right. But um, yeah, yeah, there's like lots of ways to go at it. Um, And like being a professional on the receiving end of like people, a lot of new kind of kinksters coming to see me for the first time. It's like, you see such a variety of the way people start their kink journeys It's kind of wild. Like some people go the like, super, super informed approach, um, really trying to just control everything as much as possible. And like, they take a lot of time to finally make the step. And they do just so much research, right? Um, Where it's like, almost at a point, it's like, well, you know, you can read all the books in the world. But once you get in a room with someone, it's like, it's a different you may as well you know almost throw it all away because it's a whole different thing when you're in a room with a person it doesn't play out how you've read it books it doesn't feel how you've read it books you know it's hard to anticipate how it's gonna feel going from a fantasy or from research to reality physically in a room with somebody you know what i mean so it's like sometimes that Mm -hmm. can hinder people as well And then you get uh, the other people that just walk in and they're like, hey, I know literally nothing about kink and I booked this and here we are. Like last week I booked this (laughs) when I realized I want (laughs) to do kink. It's like, whoa. I was bored. I booked this. (laughs) Yeah. I (laughs)
1: was that must be so fascinating.
0: It truly is. And like, honestly, I can see the positives in both kind of approaches. Ideally, it's, you know, you're doing a more Goldilocks somewhere in the middle, but.
1: <laughs> Definitely a Goldilocks to be good, I think. Yeah. But different
0: strokes for different folks, you know?
1: Yeah, because, you know, it's not like, it's not like knitting, you know, like you yeah. can get hurt. And and feelings, yeah and And there's feelings safety and
0: (laughs) (laughs) so many feelings yes Uh, so many safeties and so many feelings Uh. (laughs) let's take a moment to talk about our lovely sponsors shall we first of all come as you are dot com is a trans-owned trans-operated sex shop that also happens to be feminist and anti-capitalist they carry only the best sex toys and want to give you the best price possible. Next time, use the coupon code BEDPOST, that's B-E-D-P-O-S-T, when checking out at ComeAsYouAre.com. Club M4 is the largest sexually charged lifestyle club in the GTA. And they have sexy, themed events running all the time here's just a few as i'm scrolling through their instagram which is located at club m4 events we have threesome fridays we have a sexy plus size play party a night revolving around mini skirts naughty on a school night ooh and a bye pleasure wednesday night dedicated to all things oral well, if that doesn't get you excited enough, you can head on over to their website at clubm4.com to investigate even further. The club is located at 1989A Dundas Street, East in Mississauga. You can come by and see what a club made for swingers by swingers is all about. So yes, okay, let's let's get in these questions.
1: So, okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I, forgot. I, have, I don't know. I don't remember them. So let's do it. Again. I got
0: that right in front of me. I'm, I'm, I'm interested. Okay, let's start with this one. Maybe. What about polyamory resonates with you? I like that because we're like, you're saying, you know, you've been thinking about it and you think, you know, that's what you're wanting and stuff despite being single, single. So it's like, okay, so why, why are you thinking about polyamory? Why do you think that would uh, might resonate with you?
1: Yeah, um, I feel like, you know, I was in a long-term relationship with, like, a really jealous person. Mm. And obviously, like, we crush on people. We do. No matter whether you're in a monogamous sense, like...
0: Yes, we do. (laughs) You
1: get feelings for people. And I never understood, like, why we couldn't just, like, have it all in that way. Or, like... But it was, like dare I bring that up no way so like I feel like that was kind of always in me like that sort of understanding that like you could love more than one person Um, yeah
0: did you watch like romantic movies and you're like just you can have it all (laughs) you know what I mean like it's like oh they have to choose and they have to oh jealousy and it's like if you all just talk together it'd probably be fine (laughs) You know? I
1: feel like maybe I'm like that now, but like, you know, I was in that monogamous I like I I I, I drank the the juice, you know? I was yeah. like I'm gonna do it. And now I'm like I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> <It's> like
0: <laughs> No more Kool-Aid, thank you. I've had enough. I've had my fill.
1: Yeah. So you know, and like I'm still just like trying it right now. So I'll we'll see what it feels like, you know.
0: What does it feel like so far?
1: so far it feels like really nice yeah and being able to like just talk about it and be upfront about it with the people i see and like you kind of have to also be like like i've had a few dates where they're like well like no and you're like okay like i have to accept that as well Mm
0: -hmm.
1: that like they're not going to be into it
0: but better to know before you go on a few dates and you kind of catch feelings maybe. And like, in my opinion, always better to front load all this information because it screens out people that aren't going to fit with, you know, your wants, needs, desires. Yeah. So, yeah, you're going to get less responses, but they're going to be better that are people that are better suited uh, for what you need.
1: Yeah. So I guess we're just figuring it out. I kind of, like, forgot about the question, but...
0: What resonates with you uh, with polyamory? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Don't
0: don't worry, Grace, I got you. I think I
1: answered it. I think I answered it. Yeah,
0: no, I think, yeah, we're good.
1: Yeah. We got this. Like, the freedom and... Yeah. The love.
0: The freedom to go on four (laughs) dates in one week and then meeting a dom on the weekend. (laughs) The freedom. Yes. (laughs) It's attractive. (laughs) So, when you realized you were ready to embrace polyamory, what was that shift like internally?
1: Oof. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. I feel like it's like a deeply phrased question.
0: It is kind of, isn't it? It's like, what? I don't know.
1: <laughs> um,
0: internal sh- shift internally. Oh, my God.
1: The internal shift. Yeah i think it i think it was like harder than maybe like the shift happened and then like the reality of everything was a little harder to swallow maybe
0: Mm, what do you mean by that
1: like because there's so much to deal with in terms of like people like allotting their time or jealousy or Again, like bringing, The realities.
0: Yeah, like bringing this fantasy into reality, right? It's going to be different between what yeah. you're wanting, hoping, picturing, anticipating, and then actually starting to do it. It's like, whoa, logistics.
1: Like the internal shift, I was ready for, and it felt really good.
0: To feel really good to like start the journey, to be like, yes, I'm doing it. I'm
1: going to do it. Let's do it definitely
0: yeah you mentioned like um like jealousy and like you know figuring out timing and stuff like that those are things that are kind of like ooh that they pop up and you're like oh yeah all this stuff
1: yeah and again it's like I didn't read the books you know right <laughs> yeah I'm kind just... of stumbling along right yeah. And just like, and... yeah let's do it and then it's like ooh <laughs>
0: okay (laughs) yeah you know what though in my opinion in my humble opinion it's like even if you did read the books those things are still gonna come up right if you read a whole book about jealousy in polyamory it's still gonna feel different when it happens for the first time especially right and it's gonna keep happening it's like you don't just deal with jealousy once and then it's gone right it's like you're still going to feel jealousy. Yeah. And maybe books can help you um you know with tools to help you manage and understand it and stuff like that for sure, but it's like those feelings are still going to come up regardless of how much you've read about it. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like like logistically, oh my god, trying to organize everything, all the all the dates, all the people, all the time of
1: all that. It's like
0: does this feel freeing? <laughs> Does this feel like a very strict schedule?
1: (laughs) I got a calendar for the first time in my life. There you go.
0: You need one, right? You have to. (laughs) How else would you keep it all straight, you know? It's not happening. It's not hard, no. When? Nope, I just read that one. Okay. What is there... Okay, this is phrased oddly, but I'm going to say it exactly as yeah, it's written. Okay, it says, "What is their saying pool like for you as a trans and polyamorous person?" What does that mean?
1: I think I re- I think I interpreted this as, "What is the dating pool?" What is like? the
0: dating pool like that, for you as a I trans? I think and
1: that's person. what they were trying to say. Okay, great. I remember that one. Yeah, got it. Um.
0: Well, pretty good.
1: Clearly. You seem to be doing all right. <laughs> yeah. I think it's like, I've done a lot of like the work and like I've, I've walked through the mud in terms of like dating as a trans person, like mm. um, which is like a whole journey of like, you know, getting past like the people who like don't even perceive you as a woman mm. um, who you get a lot of and, like, giving them any of your time to the now being, like, LOL, don't even talk to me, bye. <laughs> um, yeah. And, like, that's, like, so damaging and terrible. Um, and then, like, you know, finding people who, I call it the trans girl trap, um, sort of finding, like, for me, it was, like, it's like if you're a trans woman and like you want feel like there's this like fantasy that like you can totally live out of like finding like a straight cis man who like wants you um and and then they end up like you know, their shame about like loving or wanting a trans woman. Hmm you have to deal with like I've like been with that person too Mm -hmm. where it's like they actually do like like you and they think they see you as you are and they desire you which is like feels that's what you wanted. Mm -hmm. But like they also like have trouble being seen with you or like can't talk to their coworkers about you or their family or like you're a secret like I've been the secret girl too. Which is also terrible. Yeah. That's the trans girl trap I call. Because you're... You have something. It's real. But also, like, it's damaging to you. Um, and that I don't deal with anymore at all, you know? Yeah. Um,
0: that's like the DL. Is it, that's what it's called? People that are DL? Or there's a term for it. Yeah.
1: Like, it's, like, being DL, yeah. but, like, what are you being DL about, like, yeah. the fact that you, it just, like, puts a lot of shame on the community to, to be told that you're, I can't be seen with you, like. Brutal. Brutal? Yeah. So that and then sort of I feel like now that my dating pool is like like I only date like women and queer people and like other trans people non-binary people who there there are lots of and like they're awesome and like I only deal with the awesome now Nice. (laughs) I only deal with the awesome now so there's like plenty of people out there, I think in the dating pool is my like sad to light, not sad story. Um,
0: sad story, happy ending or, you know, yeah. Something like that. A happy ending.
1: Whoa. <laughs> Good one, Erin.
0: <laughs> keep it light. Just try to keep it light. I'm just kidding. It doesn't have to be light. I'm kidding. Um, thank you for that thank you for sharing um okay one more question we have here okay this might be oh okay I like the the kinky question has come (laughs) maybe I have a bit to weigh in on this one um but maybe not who knows so it says how can someone with dysphoria boost their confidence for kink and role play when they don't quote-unquote look the part also, you're so pretty, and I definitely have a crush on ya.
1: <laughs> that's cute. Oh, that one! I remember that part. Yeah, it's cute. Um, and like I said in that post, the chances are that I probably have a crush on you too. Because yeah, just I have let a me crush know, on everybody. Yeah, reach out. <laughs>
0: um,
1: I feel like okay. We have to get sad again for a second. Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. We're getting because. Sad. I have had like the experience of like dysphoria during like power play or Mm -hmm. kink scenes Mm -hmm. um where like my what dysphoria i'm like my personal experience with it is like i get very out of body and i'm disassociating from what's happening Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and therefore like you're like kind of not present and like not consenting right like yeah in a way so it's not a very like good experience and i think that that sort of loops back to like who you're with and like doing that work to find the right people mm-hmm. who you feel comfortable with and can communicate that with or yeah So, like, you need to get out of that. You need to be, do your best to, like, stop what's happening, I think. But then sort of the question also asking is, like, the confidence. Like, how do you find that confidence to, like, be somebody, be, like, either, like, that powerful somebody, right? Or, like, Mm -hmm. and, like, I feel like, personally, like, sort of, like, I do it with, like, Whether it be like what you're wearing, like building a character or like I like wearing a mask or something to like become Mm -hmm. in a way.
0: Yeah, you find your power like outfit, you know, it can be can be helpful.
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel like you could add a lot to that maybe. this question
0: it's true because i get imposter syndrome i get that thing of like femme doms have to look like this high femme and that is so not me like i literally just want to be as comfortable as possible (laughs) and it's for me it's not about what i'm wearing it's about like other things you know i'm not like an aesthetic my kink isn't about like the aesthetics of wear. so it's kind of yeah doing obviously, it's a different experience to dysphoria. But um, yeah, that thing of just like, okay, what, what, what can I wear then, where I'm comfortable, and that I do feel my unique, like powerful in my unique way, you know what I mean? Like, that might be a flowy thing. Um, That might be bright colors, that might be florals, that might be like, whatever, you know what I mean? Where do I feel? What can I put on that makes me feel confident? And like, just trying to forget all that noise of like what I'm supposed to look like and kind of, yeah, trying to pl- find play partners that um, uh, view play in that, in a similar way, you know, that, yeah, they mm-hmm. don't need to see um, this like femdom that we're so used to seeing in media, you know, represented media, they don't need the heels. And I'm like, great. Cause I can wear the heels for like two seconds i'll answer the door in the heels and then on they're coming right off <laughs> like either i'm blindfolding you right away so i can just step out of my heels <laughs> take the cincher off you know <laughs> right or, or it's literally just like nope and a barefoot no
1: like just stuff like that so do you ever feel like that pressure and like you know like you're like i don't want to do this today or like
0: yeah yeah <laughs> sure that's a great question. Cause it's and how like, would
1: you step out of that? Is that also in the same way? Or?
0: Yeah, I think um, like a pre-session, like for me doing professional sessions, like a pre-session ritual is really helpful for me. Um, and to do, you know, spend more time on that if it is a day where I'm not particularly feeling like I want to step into my dominant self or that I can super easily. Like, so I'll make an extra effort that day to like center myself you know in my needs before doing a scene or a session Um, Mm -hmm. you know um, I do keep like my locker at work is full of fucking all sorts of different clothes so I bring something that I'm like okay this makes sense for the scene but also I know I have a shit ton of backups in there if I'm not feeling like wearing this thing I'm like Oh, actually, I feel really bloated wearing that cincher, like, and I just feel not, I don't feel sexy in it, you know, this is going to detract from my experience, this is going to make me feel like I don't like being in my body, where how I feel the most confident is when I feel really in my body, you know, really grounded in my body. So, yeah, I keep options for as far as clothing goes. And that is definitely helpful. Um... And yeah, grounding stuff is important for me. So if I'm feeling really just out of my body, like I mentioned, it's like, let's do some grounding activities, both by myself and pre-session rituals. And then also like, I always love to start a scene doing some grounding work, the two of us together, like it's for me too, you know, so that can be like mm-hmm. breathing stuff and somatic stuff. Um, eye Definitely. gazing, stuff that like connects us and grounds us and gets our energy kind of settled and focused on each other. So I love to start a scene that way. And that usually really helps us both. Feel a little. More like. Um, naturally kind of coming into these roles. These DS roles. You know what I mean? When mm-hmm. I start all that.
1: I think yeah, that's, that's, nice. that's my answer.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. And I think that applies to the, this other. You know. It's like good advice for me. Where I'm talking about feeling dysphoria and like that causing disassociation and feeling out of your body like mm. stop like don't it just doesn't feel like a seem like a wise thing to do if you're to be partaking in yeah, I a think scene so. if you're feeling that way
0: yeah i think clocking it is important right noticing when you're starting to feel that way you know and that just comes with experience right Noticing that yeah. you feel out of your body or that you're feeling anxious or like whatever it is, right? You're feeling dysphoric, trying to really <laughs> see those kind of warning bells as early as you can catch them. And then, yeah, have these, you like, again, with experience, right? It's developing those tools to, um, you know, diffuse that feeling or settle that feeling or confront that feeling, whatever you need to do, Right um totally yeah it's experience and it's not easy and yeah it can take forever to learn how to do that it's not easy it's not something you could just start doing right um I feel like that's my answer a lot when people ask me questions about kink (laughs) I'm like literally there is not a black and white answer it's literally like you have to yeah yeah like learn how to do it and then practice it so it you can habitualize it and that it's there to access when you need it. You know, it's like every answer to a kink question is that from me. That's my answer. (laughs) Yeah. Especially the question of how do I get more confidence? You know, that's right. That's the answer. Well, you got to practice, you got to learn a skill and then practice a skill to feel good doing it, to be good at it and feel confident doing it. Short answer. Totally. So is there was
1: that all our questions?
0: I think that's all our questions.
1: That's all all our the good,
0: questions. all the good ones. Anyways,
1: the Q and A's are over.
0: Okay. <laughs> Q and A portion. You can relax, Grace. <laughs> <laughs> we did talk about like some of the things on our list because I'm just glancing over our list now. We were talking. Dysphoria was on there. I think that's that's great. Dating uh-huh. a kink and poly- baby Polly being a baby polyamorous. <laughs> yeah,
1: that was a bumpy. That was a bumpy section. <laughs> <laughs> bumpy. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> what else is on our list? We
0: have like, we have gem- gender affirming surgery is one thing that we have not touched on at all Ooh. yet. Everything else we okay. kind of have touched on. I don't know if you feel like talking about that. And in what way? I'll let you lead the conversation.
1: <laughs> okay, yeah, I mean, I'm happy to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I had like bottom surgery in December
0: 2021.
1: Mm-hmm. So that was what, like seven months ago or eight months ago now?
0: Wow. Yeah. That's Um, recent. That feels recent. Does it feel recent to you?
1: Very recent. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I only felt like, quote, healed, like, after six months. Um, And, you know, it's been such a journey to like, how that has like, reshaped my relationship with sex and like, my own like, body and any sort of like, dating it's just been a lot and i sort of had like i feel like i tried to jump right in in terms of sex and like had like two back-to-back like bad experiences that were like kind of reflective of like this sort of dysphoric experience i was describing earlier where i don't know whether it was like there's trauma in this area like i got a vaginoplasty with a cavity so i can have like penetrative sex in my vagina and like i was like obviously excited to try that (laughs) um i can imagine (laughs) but it was very like similar experience like i didn't i was like disassociating and feeling out of my body and then like felt really lots of like shame it was like this trauma response that happened Mm. um i don't know whether that's because there was like literal trauma to the area, yeah, like physical you know? trauma.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, like I'm still sort of sorting that out, and it's very like complicated and hard to understand. And like, I really I haven't had sex since that last time that I had that experience, and I'm, it sort of changed the way I approach it. I'm like, I'm like, oh, it's like date number five, like maybe, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> not right now. Mm-hmm. I'm like really careful a lot more careful which is probably good yeah again with that
0: learning thing right it's like the instinct to jump right in and then be like oh well maybe that's not the best course for me
1: right uh, now to learn. my patterns have been clocked <laughs> <laughs> on this episode um yeah so i mean is that that's like one aspect of it but mm-hmm. in, like, so many other ways, it's just, like, been really euphoric and amazing. I've been able to just, like, live my life with a lot more freedom and, like, less fear. Mm-hmm. Um, and it definitely relieves a lot of dysphoria for me. But,
0: yeah. But, yeah, like anything you know it's a layered experience right there's good days there's bad days there's good experiences there's bad experiences it's life you know Mm. did you anticipate having dysphoric feelings after your surgery like or did they surprise Um, you you know
1: i think like i don't i'm i wasn't describing like that I was kind of like comparing the like sexual experience of ha- feeling dysphoric during sex. I'm not saying that I was feeling dysphoric during sex. It just felt similar. Gotcha. Like this like sort of negative experience that I was having, this maybe this like more of a trauma response. But there is still like, I knew like there's so much dysphoria in other parts of my body that you experience and I knew it wouldn't go away but it was like a big step for me and something that I really focused on before but like this like if you talk to any of my friends I've been like amping up the idea of like people having hearing my voice mm-hmm. um on a podcast you know I've had like dysphoria about it yeah. uh, so like you know it just it comes up all the time in people's lives who experience it yeah um so yeah i do i did anticipate it after (laughs) yeah
0: how um how are you feeling having like we're almost arriving the end of the podcast how are you feeling as far as you've been talking on a
1: podcast for almost an hour
0: how are you feeling right now in this moment
1: (laughs) I feel good. I think it's like, I think we talked about some things. Like, I feel like I wanted to come on and talk about things. My experience, my, with dating and being trans and surgery, post-surgery and dysphoria as like a way to just put it out there. And I know that like some people will relate and Mm -hmm. Definitely. Made me feel less alone. I know that's cheesy, but no, it's just not. Like my vibe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's not cheesy at all. That's exactly why I talk to all the guests that I talk to. You know what I mean? The variety of guests that I talk to. It's because I wanna I wanna hear I want our I want people to hear, you know, all sorts of different stories because the more varied experiences we talk about Uh, when it comes to like sex and sexuality and gender and gender and everything, kink, polyamory, all of this stuff, it's like, um, that's one of my main goals of this podcast for somebody to be like, yes, oh my God, me too. At some point when they listen, you know? So yeah, definitely.
1: And we love you then for that, Erin.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's very (laughs) sweet. Thank you. Um, I think we are about that time when we're going to start telling people where they can buy glass, beautiful glass,
1: flowery bublogs. Please, please, please. <laughs> um, buy, bye, bye! <laughs> sell,
0: um, sell, sell.
1: Yes. <laughs> so you can find <laughs> buy online at com, And we have an Instagram at peace.lily.toys and you can find my personal Instagram, my art Instagram at Mm grace.a.wardlaw. And we're also, I mean, we mainly sell at come as you are and in Tame All Pleasure boutique in Vancouver and blossom boutique in Montreal. And if I'm missing anyone, I'm so sorry. Oh,
0: yeah. Great. Amazing. So for me, everybody, I am on Twitter. That's where the I'm the most active. So you can follow me at the lady Pim one. But if you're on Instagram, you can go to at the lady Pim or at the bedpost podcast. Um, we have a Patreon. It is at the bedpost show. We have a YouTube channel, which you can see uh, my review with Peace Lily toys. That is the bedpost show on YouTube. Um, I never like to go an episode without thanking the lovely lady who does all the original music for the pod. Her name is Stephanie Copeland, and you can find out more about her at stephcopelandmusic.com. Other than that, oh boy, Grace, thank you so much for this fabulous conversation. It was such a joy to finally sit down and talk with you. Um, And I hope everyone loves this episode. I'm sure they will. Thank you so much. Thank you, Erin hope you enjoyed it everyone we'll see you next week with another fun and sexy guest here on the podcast until then get fucked everybody and can i recommend that you specifically get fucked with a peace lily toy goodbye (laughs) this podcast has been brought to you by the sonar network sonar